A dog barks when his master is attacked. I would be a coward if I saw that God's truth is attacked and yet would remain silent. John Calvin. Get in the long tunes with a bunch of demons. We believe that human beings are demons. No, I do not. And don't you ever say I did. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. There's probably a a balance between I believe you have to know Christ, but God is in hell. He is. And someone knows this for sure. All of mankind is going to end up somewhere in heaven. Really is to just help people of faith, especially to re-examine this issue, to realize the church has got things wrong in the past. For those who are gods by faith in his son. <laughs> Corinthians, right? Two Corinthians, three seven. Victory in the name which is above every name. There's no exception for rape or incest. Uh, it's an extreme law. <laughs> Right now, bones, ligaments, tendons, in Jesus' name, get out here right now. So put your trust in the sovereign risen king, who doesn't owe you one cotton picking thing. And yet he still promises to furnish his disciples, but we take what he's created and we turn him into idols. I'll never back down, so how can I keep it in? But you'll never see me preaching the sin of Hey everybody, welcome back to the Master's Dog episode 47. I am your host, the Evangelical Norm. Master's Dog is a podcast where I deal with the false teachers that need to be dealt with. And today is no difference. Usually this started out as Faith and Beliefs Refuted, where I was uh, responding to different podcasts from the Saints Unscripted, formerly known as Three Mormons, their segment of their podcast called Faith and Beliefs. So they started talking about the Mormon uh, LDS Articles of Faith and then expanded into other parts of, of LDS doctrine. And so I responded to every one of those videos and I still do. Sorry, my nose itches. Um, I still respond to those when they come up, but I did expand that to the point, as you can see from the, uh, the intro video, um, to false teachers that are more well-known within mainline Christianity, um, and so on. And so that's where we are going to be today. So, uh, and I, I want to. I'm, I'm going to walk a really fine line in this, and do my absolute best to keep it on the theo- theological side and not get into uh, 
a big political discussion. If you want to see where I stand on this stuff politically, you can go to, let me tell you, episode 59 that came out yesterday. Um, And I deal with some of the same issue. But yesterday I dealt with it from a political side. Today I want to look at it more from a theological uh, viewpoint. And so with that, we're going to talk about Rodney Howard Brown. So some of you know who this guy is. Older people will probably recognize him. Um, I I hate to say older people, people my age um, will probably recognize him more than than some of the younger people. He's kind of fallen out of the public view until very recently. So Rodney Howard Brown, otherwise known as the Holy Ghost bartender, um, is uh, one of the originators of the drunk in the spirit movement. Um, where people just laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh and they fall around and they pretend they're drunk and they say it's uh, being drunk in the Holy Spirit. Um, they use uh, the Pentecost of Paul and uh, or Peter and the apostles coming out on the roof and, roof and proclaiming the gospel and the fact that people were like, what are these guys doing? Are they drunk? Well, and, and so they, they take that little bit, they take it all out of context and go, yeah, if you roll around on the floor and laugh, you're drunk in the spirit. It's the Holy Ghost making you drunk and, and you can't, it can't, you can't stop it. And I've been to multiple, uh, services where this has gone on and most of it is contrived. I mean, we've all had those moments. I have had those moments where you've, something you find something to be funny pray that it doesn't happen during a funeral um but you find something funny and you just can't stop laughing about it you might laugh for 10 15 minutes i mean great time uh i find nothing more uh emotionally cleansing than to have one of those moments that something happens that is so funny that you just cannot stop laughing you know what i'm talking about but these guys take that and they say, well, no, this is being drunk in the spirit. And I've had that happen to me where I attributed it wrongly and I've repented of that to the Holy Ghost. This is generally just, it's fake. I've, I've been in enough theatrical productions to know a fake laugh when I see it. And the majority of these situations, drunk in the spirits, is all faked. It's all contrived. It is just, it's baloney, it's BS, it's bad teaching. But so recently he's, he's come back into the news because he held services uh, this last Sunday. Um, he's in Florida, the River Church, I believe is what the name of it is. And uh, he, he's in Florida and violated their shelter in place, their stay home, you know, whatever order, however you want to define that order of, of these guys staying home. Um, he violated it, and so they literally have, have taken out and, I guess, arrested him now, but they've gotten an arrest warrant for him and have now arrested him for holding church services on Sunday. We're seeing other preachers and so on at abortion mills who are being either arrested, uh, detained, uh, given tickets, and so on. So here's the thing. I dug a little bit deeper. I'm not going to show the video here, but um, I'm going to show a video here in a minute but not the one with Rodney Howard Brown, but from his most, one of his most recent church services where he's encouraging 
his congregation to shake hands and to hug each other and do all this stuff. And he's making these proclamations that, that, you know, God's not going to allow this virus to spread in his house. And there are other false teachers along the lines with the same kind of videos where God's not going to let you get sick in the church. This is bad teaching. So is it, is it, <laughs> uh, I mean, it's, it's, I don't know if I would call it heretical, but it's just, it's false teaching. The church is not guaranteed health. We see from the apostles, we see from, uh, you know, Timothy, where Paul, Timothy had gastric issues and Paul said, take a little wine. Paul didn't just go and say, in the name of Jesus, you're healed. You know, now does God heal people? Yes, we see it's scriptural. We see it even in through church history where God has taken moments and healed people. I'm not saying that God doesn't heal. I'm not a complete total cessationist. But I do agree with Mark Driscoll when he says that there's a reason why they're called miracles and not Wednesday. This is not the norm for the church. You know, people get sick. People die. It's a, life is a terminal disease. 100% of us are going to die. You know, and so we're not guaranteed health. And so what Rodney Howard Brown is doing here in this church and these other pastors who are, are saying, yeah, go ahead, shake hands, do this. It's not wise. It is not wise. And it, it's not a, 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 an accurate Christian teaching. I mean, this is a good time. I mean, we again, we go back to the word and we can see in the Old Testament, there was a reason why people were were segregated from the community when they were sick. It was a quarantine. It was let the sickness pass, then come back and be part of the community if that happens. And so to to tell your church that, oh, you're not going to get sick here, that's just stupid. It is, it, it, you know, is he, he's a false teacher? Absolutely. He's a, a moron for doing this and teaching this and telling his church to do this. But he is not a criminal. And here I'm going to walk that tight line. And just kind of talk about we have a constitutional right as Americans, not just as Christians, but as Americans, we have the right to assemble. And they can't take that away, no matter what reason they try to give us to try to take away the right to assemble, they cannot do it. Now, voluntarily, and I'm not mad at the churches who have, our my church is not meeting right now for, you know, the the consideration of the older members of our congregation or uh, um, immunocompromised members of our congregation, um, pregnant moms, you know, who knows what, what kind of, how that deals with, with moms who are pregnant. I mean, we don't know a whole lot about that. So in that consideration, we have suspended our church services. We're doing it online. But I'm also not mad at churches who are continuing to meet under certain guidelines. I mean, Apologia Church is down there. They just got shut out of their regular meeting place, so they are meeting somewhere else. They are continuing to meet. They are continuing to assemble as the saints, but they are not shaking hands. They are not hugging. They're asking people who are sick to please stay home. You know, if you if you even think that you might be sick, stay home. You know, and so, I mean, I, I don't know how they're, they're convincing um, Andrew and uh, Songkran and, and Josh Haskins not to hug people because I know those two guys like to hug, um, just like me. 
I don't, I don't know how apology. I don't know what what kind of. I mean, Jeff is like a, a martial arts master, so I mean, there there may have been threats of physical violence. That's uh, a joke. Um, but so I'm not mad at churches that are still meeting. I'm not mad at churches that are not meeting. But if you have a church and you're co- encouraging your your congregants to be unsafe, dude. Does he need to be arrested? No, no, and he shouldn't be arrested. This this arrest is, I, I believe, is fully unconstitutional. But this man needs to be rebuked by by smart men in the church who know what the word says. And I mean, I'm not proclaiming myself to be that smart guy. You know, there are far smarter people than me in the church. But I know what the word says about this, and he's wrong. And he needs to be rebuked and he needs to be, I mean, I would love to see his church shut down just for the fact that his teaching is bad. I would love to see every member of his church truly saved and, and get some solid theology and walk away from this false teacher. I would love to see it, but not shut down by the government, which Cuomo was saying that if churches are continuing to meet, they may be shut down permanently. Again, somebody overstepping their constitutional bounds. But I would love to see this man's church either change the doctrine and become a a truly orthodox Christian church or shut the doors. But I don't want to see him arrested for having services because it's only a matter of time. It's that slippery slope that is truly there that, that it's only a matter of time before they're shutting them down for meeting and violating these these orders, and then they're going to be coming after us for preaching that homosexuality is a sin, and standing up for 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 traditional marriage and things like that. Only a matter of time. If we let this stand, it's only a matter of time. But the really guy I want to talk about more than Rodney Howard Brown, excuse me, is this dude, Kenneth Copeland, and we're going to watch a little video and we're going to deal with it. And it goes along the same lines. I mean, I don't know if, I don't even know if Kenneth Copeland actually has a church anymore or if he's just the TV dude. You know, I know at one point in time he did pastor a church and he, 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 uh, influences a lot of men who do pastor churches. And so this is, again, it it ties into the same thing. We're dealing with coronavirus we're dealing with COVID-19 and we're dealing with just some really really bad uh, theology so I'm going to pull this video up we're going to watch it we're going to let it go and then I'll stop and like I usually do and uh, address things as we go or it might just play out and then I might rant so here we go let's uh, take a look at Kenneth Copeland uh, executing judgment on COVID-19 We'll exercise judgment right now. Because we have... In the name of... I I, I love that. Um, We'll exercise judgment right now. Well, because we... Oh, I guess... No, I guess I don't have anything to say. And he can just goes for it. So, here we go. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Standing in the office of the prophet of God. Where do you get this office? Uh, I'd like to know. 
execute judgment on you, COVID-19. I execute judgment on you, Satan, you destroyer, you killer, you get out, you break your power, you get off this nation. I demand judgment on you. I demand, I demand, I demand a vaccination to come immediately. Yes. Can you define immediately? And here's the other thing. Okay, I proclaim, I, I, I execute judgment on you, COVID-19 and Satan. Here again, is, is he giving Satan credit for creating COVID-19 or doing this? Sickness didn't come from Satan. Satan tempted Adam and Eve. Sickness came into the world because the world fell. Ultimately, as a sovereignty of God guy, God is ultimately sovereign over everything so this is something that god is going to use god god is not responsible for well again this the sovereignty issue is a, a, a real tight rope that you got to walk because we know god is not responsible for the sin of man um he allows it he uh lets it happen um, to use to his glory, ultimately. Um, but God is not responsible for the choices that men make to sin. But diseases and so on, they're all part of God's created order. So this is not something that Satan did. Satan did not create COVID-19. This is, this is something that is part of God's created order. So we have to say, yes, God created COVID-19 because God created everything. God created Satan. Satan does not have creative ability. Satan does not have the ability to create ex nihilo. He has the ability to utilize temptation and sin and so on, but he does not create. So I don't know if, if Kenneth Copeland is giving Satan credit for COVID-19, but he, again, he's executing, he's demanding judgment on him. Here's my question for these guys. And again, I was part of this, not directly his movement, but I was part of this kind of hyper-Pentecostal, name it and claim it, you know, speak to the dead, delivering demons, all this stuff. I was part of this for a while. And I, I mean, personally, I have bound Satan, I don't know how many times. I want to know these people who are executing judgment on Satan. And again, executing judgment is something that only God does. It is God's place to do and in, in, in the way that he's talking about it. We exercise judgment. I can look at him and say, you're a false teacher. That's a judgment. But I don't execute judgment. God is the one who executes ultimate judgment on whether it be Satan and the demons or sinners or whatever. That's God's place. And I mean, every bit of this is, is, is either dancing in the area of, of, of blasphemy or tiptoeing right along the line of it. Uh, of, of, I mean, he's almost, I mean, he says in the prophet of, in the office of prophet of God, you know, so he makes that, that, that declaration, but he is doing things that only God can actually do to execute judgment. That's a, that's a right that God has and not Kenneth Copeland. So yeah, again, I want to know who keeps unbinding, who keeps loosing Satan. You know, if, if the power is in the tongue and, and, and we have the power as a church to bind Satan and we have the power to keys the, the 
to bind and loose and all the different ways that they talk about it. And they use a verse about Peter where he's given the keys and he to, you know, and what you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. What you bind loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So if that's a part of the church's power, when these guys bind Satan, who in the church is loosing him? Who is it that is like, oh, uh, Kenneth Copeland, he bound Satan. I got to loose him again. There's a problem there. I call you done. I call you done gone. You come down from your Amen. place of authority, destroyer. You what place of authority? The destroyer. What did Jesus say? All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. There's no authority. For the destroyer? Now, does God use the destroyer? Yes. Does God give him the ability to do things? Yes, but he has no authority. What are you talking about, Ken? You come down and you crawl on your oh. belly like God commanded you when he put his foot on your head in the Garden of Eden. You... Um... What, where, when did God put his foot on his head in the Garden of Eden? He said that, that the seed of the woman was going to crush the serpent's head. But it didn't happen. In the, the, the crushing didn't happen in the Garden of Eden. It happened at the crucifixion. I mean, this was a, that was a prediction, uh, a prophesying, uh, prophesying of the gospel, of the crucifixion, the death of Christ, the Messiah, the atonement. So... Spiritually, yes, but we still see in, in Peter that he says that the destroyer prowls around like a roaring lion. So again, who who let him back up from his belly to continue to, to prowl around looking for something to devour? You know, again, they, these things are all just their platitudes, their 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 pointless little things. And I mean, and he just gets loud and. I'm, I was the same way, still am, still am. I, I get the criticism from my wife all the time that you're too loud, you're too loud. And when I get passionate, I mean, you're, you're hearing it right now. The, 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 the volume of my voice goes up when I get more and more frustrated with stupidity like this. But again, he's just loud because it, it riles people up. They're like, oh, the louder he gets, the more authority he has or something. I don't know will destroy through COVID-19. No more! No more! No more! It no more. is finished. finished! See? And here you go. I mean, that's... You're taking the words of Christ on the cross and you are proclaiming them? Now, okay, I, I kind of see where you might, there might be some wiggle room here, but... This, that just feels blasphemous to me. That just feels blasphemous to me. And now he does go on to, to change up the wording here a little bit in a minute. But man, that just, that hits me like heresy. That hits me like blasphemy. And, and yeah, so continue. And the United States of America is healed and well. Thank you. 
again. Praise saith the mighty Hallelujah. Spirit. Glory. Glory. Peace, who is also the Prince of War, the Lord Jesus Christ. When oppressive, mean, nasty people attack his people, when mean, oppressive, nasty diseases attack his people, George, the Prince of Peace takes his place. And he becomes the mighty man of war. Okay. So, all right. So, I don't know what that last little bit was, but here we are. I mean, probably a week after this, and it's not over, Ken. The United States is not healed. Now, again, I mean, and so now what you get is if it is, I, 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 this is this is a bad thing to say. I should bite my tongue. Cause again, I don't think it's gonna be as bad as all the 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 estimates and the the um projections have said it is. I don't think two million people are gonna die in the United States from co- coronavirus. I don't believe that it's that much. But so what you get now is even if the numbers come down from what they were tri- were projected. Ken gets to go out there and go, look, I did it. No, you didn't. You stood right here. We should mark the tape. And you said, is healed. It, there should be no more cases from this point. If you are the man of God and the, the, the prophet of God and the, the healer that you say you are. Because if one more case, which we know has happened, happens after this point, you started this whole thing out. Proclaiming yourself to be the prophet of God. And if one more thing, one more case of coronavirus happens after you've proclaimed it done, then you've proclaimed yourself a false prophet. Ding, 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 ding. Kenneth Copeland is a false prophet and should be rebuked and should be run away from. All of any of you, any of you here, if you're hearing my voice right now, if you have followed after this man, if you have fallen into the deceptive lies that this man lays out, please run. Find a good, solid, Bible-based church that is not based on garbage, false prophecies like this guy. Run. Get out. Find yourself a place where you can worship God in spirit and truth and not the filthy, horrible lies that men like Kenneth Copeland and Rodney Howard Brown and Benny Hinn and Creflo Dollar and T.D. Jakes and all these other false teachers spew out. Find a a good place to worship. (coughs) And find a place where you can honor God. Worship God in spirit and in truth. Christian, as always, preach the gospel at all times. Use words. They're necessary. And until next time, soli deo gloria. Soli deo gloria. Mm-hmm.